0: In the red corner, weighing in at 170 pounds, hailing from parts unknown, Vince, super-villain, This is the Outside Gate with Steve Hall on the L4 Media Network. We're talking US moto and anywhere the conversation goes with us today to talk about World Supercross, Paris, and much more. It's my old mate, Kyle Womble. Let's bring him on.
1: Ooh, howdy, Steve. How are you doing?
0: Good, man. Thanks for joining us. The, uh, so, yeah, the intro there, man. Lots of, lots of talk about. <laughs> most of it's about Vince. Eh? A good old Vince. He's, uh, he's the villain. He's the uh, entertainer and uh yeah we'll get into that shortly but uh firstly just to introduce you so um you're from utah and you are a honda
1: man through and through that's right yeah yep pretty much ridden hondas my whole life had a couple uh yamaha two strokes but uh that's about it so got uh got three hondas at the moment love riding um raced uh most of my life until i had kids and now it's uh now it's just a part-time passion until they get a little bit older
0: nice man did you just hear the kernel then i did <laughs> it's a stinking hot day here in uh down under and um so i've actually got oh there's no air conditioning in the studio so i've got the window open a bit so Oof. the kernel might be the Colonel might be extra loud today.
1: <laughs> he's a welcome commodity in this room, so
0: Yeah, no, he's all good. He'll be down. He's got like a vine a vine sort of thing where he gets in under in the shade, he'll be he'll be uh getting about in under there out in the uh out in the heat. Yeah, dude. So uh world Supercross. cross. Hmm. Lot to go over, man. I thought uh I'd just sort of start with um you know, I've got just a, a like a short list of, of what I thought was the good and the bad and then um after that I've just got heaps of talking points and I also obviously um wanna hear all about what you think. Um it's been extremely um uh polar opposite views from media outlets, which I found extremely interesting. Um long before being a podcaster. I am a uh, avid listener of podcasts, obviously, and uh, I, I found it uh, really interesting that you know there was some some guys just tore World Supercross apart, and some guys were pretty fucking cool with it. Yep. And uh, so yeah, very devi- very divisive. Which is uh, yeah. Anyway, good and the bad that uh, that uh, for for me. Um, so Vince is in the good and the bad. <laughs> God, same right here. here. <laughs> He's in the good and the bad. So start with that. He's the elephant in the room. Um oh, you know the meme where the it's um is it Michael Jackson with the popcorn? The meme where it's just like that meme where it's like
1: okay. I'm yeah, I know what you're talking shit. about. I'm yep. I'm like, <laughs> like,
0: that's how I feel to see Vince at the uh at the next one. You know. Um it Absolutely. was entertaining, you know, like I um I can't help but uh have a grin on my face thinking about some of this stuff. And I also in the same breath, um just I just think like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so but um
1: I, I feel you entirely there. There was a short time uh when Vince moved down to the two fifty class in Supercross and I was rooting for him. Like look this guy has a bad rap he's riding good he's battling for podiums battling for the championship and then he did some stupid stuff and then it was uh, you know it's a love-hate relationship for me with that guy cuz <laughs> some of the stuff is awesome and then some of the stuff I mean like I'm sure we'll get into but the cross jumping the the things where guys can't avoid that's a bit rough to me um, being taken down going over jumps myself it's a uh just a gut-wrenching feeling when i see it happen to others so <laughs> yeah man yeah it um you know
0: like my take is on on uh on vince himself it's probably similar to um you know what quite a few people have said i thought that the pass on dean you know it was it wasn't that bad it was a good it pass was, it it was a hard it was you know it's a sort of thing we've seen a lot of riders do a lot of times um dino probably should have uh protected the line better um the nature of that corner made that pretty hard though too um but um but yeah the the cutting the track was that was just like what the fuck <laughs> and then also the um and yeah the cross jumping which we only heard about you, you couldn't really see it you know yep.
1: um, there there was only one it. time I'd seen it in front of Kenny and that was when he had to grab the brakes and roll that uh the second triple there or double the second triple there but uh yep. Yep. yeah the cut in the tracks rough um when Savacci made that pass on him and he just lined straight towards the section like you've been pushing guys off the track all night and now it's not good enough for you? Like, <laughs> I don't get that part.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I couldn't believe that. I also couldn't believe that it something just didn't get, you know, happened like straight away about that, you know, because it was so fucking blatant cutting the track. Yep. Um, but you know, yeah, that brings man. up
1: thoughts of when uh, Chad Reed went and took out Canard and he got black flagged. That was not near the same as this you know and Uh, they pulled out that black flag right away yeah yeah
0: yeah it's um that was a real real head scratcher you know and then eventually he got he got some small penalties and that sort of thing but you know cutting which is is real basic (laughs) like a basic no-no
1: that like everybody
0: knows you know you can't do that so
1: I mean, he yeah. would have been better off pulling in behind him because those the penalties he got for a couple of those track cuts uh, affected his overall and then the overall championship standing. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But other
0: things, man, other things. Vince is going to come up all throughout our conversation. Other things that I thought was good. Um, Kenny was fucking amazing what he was able to do from the second row. <laughs>
1: um.
0: Like fuck, you know. He put on a hell of a show. That yep. was that was good. Um, Joey Joey's result so overshadowed man with all the Vince stuff. or well, Joey won the premier class. You know, he was the winner, but no one's there's yep. no one's even said a word about Joey winning the damn thing. <laughs> there's only the only talk about Joey is him. Um, his interview after the race, which was fucking awesome. When they were, yeah. you know, that's. The um the the part of me that likes the drama and and that um that was my favourite bit, you know, with <laughs> those three all right next to each other just fucking not mention words, and and the the cherry on top of it all was the the grin on Chad's face, the, <laughs> the grin on Chad's Absolutely. face. Absolutely, while that was going Absolutely. on, that. I can just, I can picture it right now. He, Chad fucking loved that. He was in
1: his <laughs> He was trying not to element. crack up himself.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. He was in his fucking <laughs> element. He loved that, you know, and uh, Kristen and Chad were perfect for that because Chad well, I don't have to explain Chad's personality and, and why he loved that so much. And Kristen is such a tough chick. Like she'll just fucking, she's like not scared, you know, so there's no intimidation factor for Kristen. She's just fucking asking the questions. You know, it's like yep. no no problem. Where where there's probably quite a few other, um, you know, fem- female track reporters that might have sort of shit themselves a bit with that vibe. Um, but she's so tough with that. So that was perfect. And um, but yeah, poor old Joey. Like the only thing you remember about Joey is that he's there going crook about Vince instead of talking about winning <laughs> the fucking thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Ooh, um, one of my
1: favorite parts of that whole night was right before they started talking to Joey and then Dean. You seen Joey and Dean straight yelling at Vince off camera, and then they yeah. come to him and then he starts talking. <laughs> it's just like they, woo. We don't get that in uh, in super motocross over here. You know, yeah. you get the podium yeah. interview. You don't see see the riders lined up right next to each other yelling at each other about stuff. And that that was pretty neat to me. Yeah, the timing, the timing, because there was no no time
0: to get off and wash your face and grab your hat and just that little bit of time that, where they'd normally cool a bit, it was just like right into right. Into that. So that, that's something that maybe I reckon that uh, the uh, the US scene could fucking uh, jump on board that, just fucking grab them straight away. Yep. If you want that, if you want that sort of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, so cool. Yep. Um, as as not, you know, as a racer, when you first come off the track, your emotions versus an hour, uh, 20 minutes later, it's a, a way different emotion coming off you. Yeah, hell yeah, like you just,
0: um, you know, like that. You just, you're ready to fucking start swinging when something's going wrong, you know. So absolutely, that was, uh, that was cool. Um, Chris Blow, man, like he just, um, he. I thought he was awesome you know well he's um you know how old is how old zombie do you know uh
1: mid 30s um at minimum i i would say 35 36 somewhere in there maybe a little older um so i'm a huge chris fan because uh, i grew up in arizona he was out at my local tracks first time i see seen somebody beat the alessis it was chris blows. um just always been a big fan of him. Uh, I think there was years that went by that, uh, he had more speed and potential than he was able to show on the track. Um, there was, I don't even know what year it was where he was leading that supercross race and Ferrandez took him out. And, uh, by the time he got up and going, he was about lapped and was running the leader's pace the rest of the race. Um, and I think that guy has had a lot of unfulfilled potential in his career and seeing him be able to, uh, in this late age of his come back to these wsx rounds and i mean even the the osx rounds and show what he's showing is awesome um
0: yeah he has a lot of
1: speed a lot of talent yeah and and he's making money
0: absolutely which is good man because yeah he sort of um he's kind of retired and oh man i can just hear um i can hear myself a little bit coming through your end are you able to Turn me down a touch at your end. Is that better for you? We'll see how it goes. No stress, man. I just yeah, just notice it there. Um yeah, like he's got his own uh suspension shop um and um and uh sort of sort of semi retired. Or I think at one stage he like was totally retired until the World Supercross opportunity came up.
1: Um so
0: yeah, uh, I just he, thought you know, I think it was off. uh
1: last year he officially officially retired and then Mitch called them up for supercross so that's right <laughs> yeah that's right yes yeah
0: when Mitch when Mitch was like looking for anyone I was thinking about having a crack yeah because uh, you know Kawasaki rider I thought you know I remember I was sending a message when 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 you know probably the they almost their last guy Crashed out. I remember sending RH2 to a message and say of, of me on my bike and saying, "Hey, just tell Mitch I'm fucking here if he's struggling." rh I was like, "Well, you fucking never know."
1: <laughs> so um,
0: yeah, yep. um, other stuff on the good list. Um, Max Anstey, you know, really good. Like he just fucking, it's, he's carved a bit of a niche here, hasn't he? You know, like, yep. I know, um, and he, like he's doing the same thing, the same sort of performance in the um in the Aussie Supercross so uh, which is on tonight um uh, at uh the round two Newcastle's on tonight. If uh if anybody's I don't know if if I think um possibly those overseas can watch it this time if uh but I I can't remember exactly where and how but if you if you looked up uh there, there's the link to World Supercross so through the World Supercross site you might be able to watch the Aussies race tonight with um with you know Anstey and Dino and and Brayton and all those, so um, I liked I liked having GL in the booth. He was rusty, and him and Paul probably um, they'll they'll gel better the more they do it. But I just like GL. I like GL, and I liked having GL there. So that yep. was just cool to
1: me. I um, was uh, I was a bit sad when he left uh, Pro Motocross. So having him back around is a good thing.
0: Same, yeah, exactly the same. I just thought, yeah, that that's cool, you know. Um, him and Weege were uh, the voice of pro motocross for a, a good while, so. And I thought that, yeah, just good to see him back, um, back in the sport. You know, anytime someone's back in the sport, it's always a good thing. And speaking of back in the sport, the other thing um, I did hear, um, I heard um, uh, Lewis Phillips was interviewing Cade Clayson. And interesting thing where Cade was talking about how um, Chad actually got in. Yeah, they struggled with the track build at Abu Dhabi. And he said that actually Chad actually got involved and and threw some weight behind what riders were saying and actually got some of the track things fixed to make it better than like it could have been worse than it was, you know. (laughs) But yeah, they had massive problems with
1: machines and dirt and
0: all these sort of
1: um, things I, that... I heard they went through so many loaders just breaking down on them through that build, and uh, those are things we take for granted in the U.S. You know, we have yeah, a cat right. lot down the street, so <laughs> it's, yeah. It's different. I mean,
0: yeah, that's you wouldn't. They're, they're things that um, most the, like average Joe viewing on the TV would not even wouldn't even enter their mind about just shifting dirt in there and building a track in there and all that sort of thing. Um, so but the, the, probably the the saving grace there is that average joe that's watching it he doesn't probably know a fucking awesome track from that track anyway so
1: but um, yeah and with that uh, yeah. that action that freeze was wreaking uh, out there it probably looked better than most so <laughs> that's right that's right yeah man um so
0: um What's on your good, before I talk about what's on the bad list, what else, what's on your good list that I haven't, I haven't spoken about?
1: Um, one thing for me was, uh, even though the track was kind of, uh, I wouldn't even say kind of pretty easy for, uh, most of those guys out there, Mm. I thought it was pretty awesome to see that the, the fastest guys in the world find a way to go faster than everybody else. Um, I mean, like that last main where Kenny just checked out on everybody, um, you know, I had questions if it was even possible to check out on anybody at that track after the first few races and then seeing right. Kenny just get out pass some guys and then just check out, just showed me, man, the guys at the top of Supercross, they're good. Cause you know, back to Chris blows, I've seen him out at our local tracks dude just is insanely fast Mm -hmm. and knowing that he can't hold a candle to Kenny. I can't even comprehend that. Um, yeah, man. So that's pretty cool to me seeing that no matter what we place in front of those guys, the best of the best figures out how to, uh, how to get to that top. Another thing is, um, Dino's bright and good. Uh, I'm a Dino fan seeing him, uh, seeing him both uh, winning OSX, SX, and, uh, you know, trying to lead laps in WSX that was taken away from him, kind of, sort of, depending on how you look at it. And uh, just his overall pace, though. Um, I'm hoping that that breeds encouragement for him going into next year and uh, allows him to get back up to the speed of more of the front runners. Um, uh and it's just cool, in general, having off-season racing where we see uh, some of the top guys in our sport going at it, especially as hard as they were. You know, a lot of times in these off-season racing, we uh, we see guys putting around just making their money. But, I mean, whether it was Kenny trying to pass Vince on that uh, first race that didn't end so well for him, um, the bar banging, the pushing, the, it, it's just cool to see... Now we almost have like a full year's worth of racing in front of us to look forward to next year. Um I just yeah, think that's true. cool cuz not much off season. Nope. Nope. You know, I remember back in the day, you know, you you'd watch your, your 12 rounds of Supercross, 12 rounds of motocross and it and that's if it was on TV somewhere and you could find it. And then there was a giant break and now we have SMX, we have WSX. Um you know, a few years from now, we might not have a weekend off. We might be watching racing every weekend, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, um, you know, it if it keeps if it all keeps going, like, um, the, you know they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, the the hard thing, the hard thing, the obvious hard thing is burning burning out riders and burning out mechanics. But you know they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. There there'll be riders that that start to specialize you know if need be like there always has been anyway but there'll be a bit more of that and um you know there might be a um, more jobs for mechanics because there might be mechanics that need a fucking break you know like, so um but anyway you know it um, it's getting got it's getting some of these guys that do it tough paid more that's probably the the best thing out of the whole um the whole damn thing with with world supercross coming about it's it's raised the uh you know that that and then obviously the smx and all that sort of thing it's you know some of these guys that um might not have been able to stick around in the sport uh have been able to stick around and they've been able to make some money out of risking their fucking bodies for us to enjoy so
1: yeah i mean that's always been one of my major complaints is uh if you're getting 20th in a supercross you're one of the top one point you know you're you're 0.1 percent of the fastest guys in the world you should be making a good living i look at i know there's a lot of football fans and whatever else but uh i see these guys that never play a game making more money than a guy getting 15th in supercross and that's always been uh rough for me so to uh to see another series come about where guys like dino can go and make good money i mean i think it's awesome i think it's a benefit to our sport as a whole and uh you know, I don't want to see these guys retire at 30. You know, if we could get a lot more guys like Brayton out there that are fast as balls and, you know, they might not be able to keep up with the Tomacs and the Lawrences, but the, I can't do what Brayton does, you know. I, I want to see him ride. So That's seeing all right, another man. series come out where these guys can continue their careers and showcase their skills and, you know, it, it's it's awesome. It really is awesome.
0: Yeah. Cool, man. We might just move on to me bad list. Um, so, <laughs> me bad list, the first thing written on that again is Vince. You know, and we've sort of covered what Vince did wrong. Um, the first thing, the other next thing on my bad list, I've underlined the fucking thing three times, is the 7 Plus app, which uh, international uh, listeners won't know what the fuck that is. But for us Aussies, we had to watch it through this seven plus app, and it is a fucking piece of shit. Um, the the information on it, uh, trying to find out when the broadcast or the the stream was going to start, was a fucking nightmare. You know, like I, I um I was doing some rants on Instagram about it, and uh, like how hard is it to just have a fucking guide attached to an app that just says, this is what's on at a certain time. And maybe I'm an old fart that couldn't find it. But I mean, I spent like fucking hours looking and eventually um, asked people on Instagram, asked on the world supercross Instagram and someone said, yeah, no, it's on such and such a time. Um, You'll be able to watch it then. And, uh, but yeah, that was just, yeah driving me crazy, like, yeah, uh, just not good enough. Like, it, for for uh, you know, the World Supercross tries guys busting their ass, and, like, Channel 7's been around for 50, 60 years, you know, as long as TV's been around, and how can they not just make it easy for people to find and watch the sport? Like, if you're a casual guy and you were looking, like, 10 minutes before it was on, if you clicked on World Supercross on the app, all you could find was a replay of the British round 10 minutes beforehand. So <laughs> that's enough about them. Um, they they got to show Super Bowl. That's the other thing. So this is is on the, you know, I did hear some sort of reasoning why they didn't show Super Bowl on the, um because Super Bowl's fucking cool. You know, it's something that we do a lot in Australia, and that's where the ideas come from um and uh yeah it's an exciting it's an exciting thing you know seeing who's you know the 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 top 10 riders come out and and uh they got to do a hot lap to um for for that like to to sort of refine the gate picks and that sort of thing it's cool so i think they should have shown that Um, that's not a huge deal but what was a huge deal was the passing availability on the track that was what really let the track down you know, I can handle if there's not enough dirt and the berms are small and the jumps are small and it's too easy and all that sort of thing. I can sort of handle that. But when when there's, it's so hard to pass. When a guy, like, like you were talking about, um, the fact that Kenny could pass that much just shows how fucking elite he is because the opposite end, um, a guy like Shane McElrath, who is, he is one of the fucking, same as you said, one of the, the top oh 0 point fucking 1% riders in the world couldn't make his way through the field after having to start second row like Kenny did, you know, and Shane is a fucking unbelievable rider. And it it fucked. He's, he's fucked now. You know, he's lost the points lead. You never know. He's still a chance, but. Yeah. Um, substantially less now though. Yeah. Yeah. That, the passing was a, was an issue, which played into Vince's, um, yeah, played right into Vince's hands, obviously, because he's a master of defence. Um, the uh the timing that I'm not, you know, not a big deal because AMA fucks it up every second Supercross round anyway, <laughs> don't they? The timing, but the timing fuck up on that second. Um, it was the second MX two was it or yeah was, it was the second one, or third but yes yeah yeah and uh, they threw the they threw the checkers for the guy that was second last or something yeah
1: anyway, i think he was, was uh
0: 12th or something like that yeah yeah and he's like, <laughs> so that um but you know i'll give him a pass for that um because yeah ama can't get that right still so you know that that must be so it must be something extremely difficult there um <laughs> Brayton and Tanty going down and out in the first lap sucked. That, that sucked. Just, that sucked. That sucked. Especially for a Tanty fan. Tanty's a great guy. This is the end of his um, sort of tenure with that team because he's heading to the States for Supercross next year. Um, with God, PRMX. I didn't hear that. Right on. Yeah, yeah, with PRMX. He's got a contract there, so which is exciting, but it would have been good to see him go out, um, you know, Doing what he's capable of with um with CDR Yamaha, and um yeah the other thing on my bad list was Shane, which we just which I just sort of already mentioned. So you know that was just just bum for him. Shane is he is a little bit of a um start dependent guy. You know he's he's gun gun starter, um and um like on that track with Shane's normal starts, if if that's a one row start. There's a fucking good chance he wins the whole damn thing, you know? Absolutely. That that second row start just totally destroyed. There was a few shots a few shots um from behind the gate and the camera was sort of right behind Shane's bald head. You know, you can't miss he's a nude nut like me. And he's just the body language you could just tell he was, you know, sort he was sort of hands in head and just yep. um you know, probably yep. frustrated, probably trying to talk Talk himself into a into a fucking plan, that sort of thing. Um,
1: yeah, he's yeah, he's one, not but, an aggressive enough guy to come through the pack. Um,
0: no, nah, he's not. He's not aggressive. No, nah. no. Nah, I mean, Shane. I don't know. Sometimes I reckon um, Shane is like the um, you know now now that Brayton's not full time. Shane's like the nicest guy in the pits. He's got to be, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> I'm a fan of him. He's just such a fucking nice guy. He's yep. like like Brayton, like um, like Dunge, Shorty. He's one of them guys that's just like, you would never hear a bad word said about him, you know? Yep. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, it, hopefully he um can still still challenge in, in Melbourne.
1: Yep. Yeah, man. Yep. There are two sides to that coin because I'm also a big Anstey fan. So it's, <laughs> you know, because Anstey, I, I also think Anstey seems like a real nice guy. You know, I don't know any of these guys personally, but... Hmm. Uh, you know, Ansty always makes me smile when he's on the podium. He just seems happy to be there, happy to doing how well doing how well he is right now. And uh, but yeah, it's a bummer not to see the the points tighter going in the last round. Um, yeah, Ansty has to manage, which you know we'll see how he does under pressure this next round. Um, you know, we've seen time and time again in history. Um, look at Savachi he had that championship sewed up and uh i was at that race in vegas and when when uh Zacco went down in the first corner and then shortly later uh smith I, yeah jordan smith crashed on that that uh single jump into the sand it's like well racing's over and just slowly but surely stevacchi started going back and Zacco started going forward. And I don't think I will ever be in a stadium as loud as that uh, second to last corner when, uh, Zacco made that pass on him. But also seeing Cirillo just a few years ago had the championship tied up, made a stupid, stupid crash on a stupid jump, wrecked his bike and gave it to Frandis. So there's always possibility of change up going into the last round. Um, especially, you know that's one thing that was on uh on my uh thoughts was uh scoring all three rounds individually what's your thoughts on that
0: um ah look honestly man i haven't i haven't wasted too much time thinking about it you know like i've just sort of it just sort of you know is what it is you know i suppose it's a short series so it probably makes it um you know when you look at the points it makes it look a bit more <laughs> makes it look a bit more chucky on paper um you know where because we, we might be talking a bit you know I'm just I've just looked it up here while you're talking so Max is on 140 and Shane's on 108 you know so we'd yep. be looking at sort of you know talking about people on sort of uh 40 40 something points versus you know like it'd be it would be uh you know I I guess it does you know it does Now now some mathematicians going to be like um, saying I'm wrong. But uh, I guess it sort of does give more opportunity, doesn't it? Is that right? It would give a bit more opportunity in the last round, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just more points on the table. So, of course, it does. Yeah. but um, I
1: mean, uh, all it would take is uh, ANSI have a bike problem, Malkarath win, and uh, now it's pretty tight going to the last round or last moto. Um, You know, and... On the opposite, looking at SMX and seeing, you know, it's Olympic scoring, you get paid out at the end of the night. I haven't done the math on it. Wish I would have before now, but uh, curious how that would have looked going into the last round um, for Sexton because Jet had a couple couple rough motos that first round and, uh, you know, it could have changed up things substantially going into the last round. Um, Yeah, we got those triple points, which same but different. Um, but yeah I, yeah I think it's an interesting concept I mean it, uh, I mean you've seen Ken you know pretty much having a perfect I mean I guess it was run, one round but pretty much having a perfect first round and then having a rough second round and now Joey's ahead of him um, mm. and if it you know, if the points were how they are right now, I think uh, Joey has six points on him or something yeah, like five, that.
0: Yeah, five points on him. Five points. would what have written down here, yeah.
1: Yeah, so if it was standard, you know, Joey could, as long as he got second, he knew he had the championship. That's not the case now going into this last round. Um, Joey has to perform. Ken has to perform. Mm. Wilson has an outside shot at getting it. Um,
0: he does, yeah. Yeah, and even Vince does.
1: Yeah, yeah. The us, top, yeah. the top four are pretty checked out on everybody else. Yeah. Um,
0: so it's. I'll just run through. Joey's one twenty seven. So this is straight off the the broadcast. So it could have been fucked up or fine tuned since, but it won't be far off. Um. So this is off my broadcast notes. So, um. Joey one twenty seven. Kenny one twenty two. Dino one eleven. And Vince one o eight. So, yeah, it's she's all um. She's all uh. Yeah, you know, all the chance, you know, yep. depending on what happens with the uh, with uh, with Melbourne, I'll be there too, which will be cool.
1: Yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah, and all then, it takes is uh, Vince shoving his foot peg into a couple of casings, and uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, dude,
0: there's no surprises. Me, I remember last year offering money for you know he was offering. Who was that? Um, against was Brayton. Grant, Grant Grant Harlan was it Grant Harlan? Yeah. No, uh yeah, I think yeah. It was someone, someone like that, 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 uh, yeah, it apparently offered them two grand and, and all that sort of thing. And I've heard, I've heard stories of the blow up in the pits after all that went down and, oh man, I would, I would just love cameras there. That actually brings me to something else, which I, I had, I've got it written down here somewhere. Um, I would love some footage when and if Yuriev um, Konsky and Tony Alessi get into an argument. Because that, I mean, that <laughs> will be fucking WWE. Like, I, we all, everyone knows Tony's personality and that Tony's pretty feisty. And, um, but those, so Aussies, Yareve, totally different. Um, but Yuriev is an extremely... Um uh how would you say it? He doesn't fly off the handle or get aggressive like Tony, but Yareev is um like uh if he's got a point to make or he's on a mission, he's gonna fucking carry it through. You know, <laughs> like there's no there's no fucking gray area with Yareev. If he thinks something's not right he will take that to the fucking nth degree, you know, so yep. it's like, and he would have, he's a little fella, he will have no trouble fronting Tony Alessi,
1: you
0: know, and I just, I could just say it's, it would be, a, Tony's not a big as, guy
1: either, so. As far as the, <laughs> it,
0: it will be, but it will be a clash of the titans when it comes to their, um, their passion, I guess, their passion yeah. for, their riders and their team is is massive for both of them so if they if those two get into an argument i want to see footage please it would be fucking something special yeah yeah because uh, uh you know like um yeah anyway he's he he? part of me hopes that never happens part of me thinks oh that would be fucking so funny if it did happen so if it
1: happens it needs to be on camera that's the biggest thing <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all, that's all right. But you know, like, so, oh, oh, and this is all coming back to Vince again. You know, he's the entertainer.
1: He's yeah, the it's entertainer. crazy to me because uh, that team lost Brayton over Vince. They did. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, it it's boggled my mind of like, who, what rider would you rather have representing your team? Yeah. Oh, For me, yeah. all day it would be Brayton. You know. Oh gosh. But I look right now, the talk in the media for the past week, who's it been about? It wasn't about Brayton getting taken out by Ansty coming to, cr- or not Ansty. Uh, who's the guy that went down with them? Uh, T- Tanny. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tanny got uh, cross-routed, came across, they ran into each other, had a bad crash, and uh, haven't heard much about Brayton going down. Haven't yeah. heard much about Kenny going down. Haven't heard much about all of the Joey winning. That's right. Yeah. Everything in my ear is about Vince. <laughs> Everything in my ear with its writer interview saying moto concepts needs to get rid of Vince, but it's moto concepts and Vince constantly. They say no bad press or no, no, uh, no press is bad press. So, you know, depending on how you look at it, they're winning right now. Um, yeah all the attention's on them so absolutely yeah
0: (laughs) that's that's it hey um another little point um i've heard lots of interviews with adam bailey and, and particularly adam but you know um you get some other thoughts on it and um they're always talking about um trying to be different to the AMA to the US scene. And um I've got sort of mixed thoughts on that because when something's so successful and so good um I think sometimes the I, th- I think WSX probably needs to put their ego in check a little bit and just blatantly fucking copy some things that the AMA does. Not timing, that's for sure, but some other things just just copy it. I think it's okay. Like you know, I think there's a bit of an ego thing, where it's like they sort of we have to be doing things different. But people that you know the the core the core sort of audience we like we already like what we're seeing from AMA. Like that's our thing. So I think they don't. I think they they shouldn't be going to too much trouble to be different all the time. Um, but yeah, that's just a thought. You know, I can understand why they do. But I I think, I sort of think if if they, if they had to come, it's too late now, but if they had to come at it from a, um, with some sort of softer PR from the start and tried to embrace and get, get the, the US market to embrace it a bit, rather than coming in, they sort of came in, um, Uh, a bit uh, a bit hot and a lot of the US market was sort of like well fuck these guys you know (laughs) like they they put people off you know a lot of our friends had that had that and have that attitude where it's like fuck these guys you know um whereas I think if they'd have you know maybe just fucking cut and paste a little bit of what the US was doing and just come in with a bit more of a softer approach that you know we're going to take Supercross around the world and that, and we're going to sort of do it similar to how you like it and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my thoughts, but I could be completely fucking wrong and fucking stupid saying that, but that's just what I think anyway. Yeah. What do you no, think about I, that?
1: I agree with that point, And it surprises me because the FIM was a part of Supercross, AMA Supercross for a long time, which they, they knew what worked and they knew things that didn't. I think if they were to implement some of the new things, new ideas, while maintaining the structure of the AMA, they could be more successful right now. But I think the biggest thing that really hurt them was, you know, what I was hearing when they first came in, it was Anaheim 1 or something like that. And they're coming around to teams like, we're going to be bigger, we're going to be better, screw these guys, come over to us. Like, I don't think that was the right approach. Rather than going to teams and being like, how, how can we work with you guys to make you more money, make your riders more money, and bring this to a world, of, you know, bring this to the whole world? I think they could have been more successful at this point. And I uh, I think the management changes over there and the, the promoter changes, or I don't know if it's promoter, the money changes on that side of things yeah. is going to help move them forward. Because, I mean, like this year. They tried throwing rounds in when Supercross was going on. You're not going to get the big guys. No. You, you throw it in the off season. You get guys that don't want to race motocross anymore. They're getting old, burnout. Motocross, straight up, motocross is the hardest thing you can do in this sport. Yeah. As far as, like, physically demanding, shoot, going out there for 40 minutes for two motos for a full summer out in the heat versus taking that break going over to different countries, enjoying, you know, new scenery, new fans. Um, I I think they could have presented this to teams to where they're older writers that are wanting to start going on that Brayton program. Um, I think they would have been way better off going about it. Um, But I don't don't think it's a failure. This last stadium – I think they could have even made it work if they pushed that start outside. You know, you, yeah, you use that a lot of start section.
0: That, didn't yeah, a lot of riders yeah. mentioned about the start outside. So.
1: That outside section didn't do much other than allowing Vince to cut the track when he was getting past. Um, <laughs> so I think if they were to uh, move the start out there, me personally, I don't like the, the two row starts. It... uh it doesn't allow anybody to get a good start that's on that second row. No. And all it takes is getting a bad start in your heat and uh being on a track that's hard to pass in the first place. You can't get around enough riders now you're in the back row. I also don't like the fact, I mean me personally, I think after the first race gate picks should be based off that uh you know, first mains finishes and that would have even made it better, in my opinion. Depends how you look at it, because if uh, Kenny was starting on the front row after that first, well, I guess he crashed first race, so he'd still been on the second row, but if he was on the front row every race, it would have been a different different look to the race. Yeah. Same with Shane. If he could have got yeah. to the first row, it would have changed things up, but when you're just stuck, and you can't even move gates, you know, these guys, they, they were stuck. If this rut got bad, I can't move from here. Um it makes it tough. It makes it real tough. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, that stadium doesn't suit super, Supercross real well. I think it was a good arena cross track. Yeah. Um,
0: and that's just but the arena season, cross riding is just how it turned out to.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. know, these Supercross riders, especially some of the top guys that are there in WSX, they're not the guys to go in there and, take somebody's fender out so they can get a pass you know yeah, they they try breed. to calculate
0: it's yeah it's a different breed it's a different thing you know like um it you know,
1: take, takes me back yeah. to when bowers first came into supercross his first year after being an arena cross champ he was going in there and man he was riding rough with people it didn't work <laughs> out well bear. for him in the end yeah yeah no that's
0: right that's all right the, arena cross is a different beast like You ask anybody that's, um, you know, obviously we're, you know, we're uh, fans of DB and um, the, um, you know, DB, um, you know, uh, Danny Stevenson, uh, Jacob Hayes, anyone that's, you know, been right into, you know, Arena Cross, it's like, whatever, it's all cool, you know, like, that's just so normal for all all that sort of stuff, you know. Whereas um, pure supercross riders are just like you know up in arms, and I also noticed with the with the media outlets, the um, with the different takes, some of the uh, guys that were pretty cool with you know and and sort of enjoyed world supercross and weren't too critical are older guys in the media who've either seen um, like arena cross glory days or they've seen um, Bradshaw and chicken in the nineties and all those sort of classic <laughs> things you know they've seen they've seen lots of they've seen a lot of this before um where some probably some of the younger people in the media that didn't grow up seeing that um, or being involved in arena cross were a lot more taken back by what was going on so I did notice a little bit yeah which i i don't know, I, I find people really interesting in what I try to think you know why is he thinking like that that sort of thing which is uh you know I, I yeah i find that fascinating the the thoughts and the different takes of people yep. but uh yeah man like um you know just like um just with my nut like my notes that i wrote the other day um i was i was laughing reading it back because i'm sort of you know it's all sort of just writing that and the amount of times i wrote things about Vince is just fucking, it just made me laugh, you know, like, yeah, I just write FOAB or I write, I've written like Vince fucking cut the track, Vince fucking cut the track again. And then, um, things about Vince and then a smiley face cause I'm fucking laughing and all this stuff. (laughs) You know, and probably the key thing, man, right at the end of the notes I, I wrote, um, Asterix, I am entertained and that basically fucking that sort of sums it up I was fucking entertained I was glad absolutely. to watch it I was glad to watch it and I watched it twice and um you know I'm I'm glad it's on so um,
1: absolutely yeah it was yeah. uh it it's funny also here in the writer's standpoint cuz I I kept hearing writers talk about how Vince was basically stopping in the tight sections mm. but on the opposite side of that Man, he brought the battles to where now the guys can't go after him because they're having to protect their lines. In uh whether you like it or not, I think it was smart. Um my my big frustrations with Vince on the weekend was you got somebody that blocked past you and knocked you off the track, jump in behind them, don't just yeah. gas it. Um yeah.
0: that was like the cross, although the cross jumping is the worst, yeah, by far, because you can fucking, you know, you're talking about seriously injuring people, so that's by far the worst. Um, but uh, other than that, the, the the cutting, you know, if you get cleaned up, you can't fucking cut the track and stay in front of the guy, it, <laughs> like... especially
1: if you're the guy that's willing to go that far as well. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, you know, take your spot behind him and. block everybody behind you at that point you know don't just like well technically i was ahead going into the corner so i'm just going to keep gassing it like that that doesn't fly with me cross jumping like we've mentioned a couple times like that's never okay i don't care who you are i've seen people do it on accident and hurt people i've seen people do it on purpose and hurt people that's uh that's never okay it's not like you can grab the brakes in the air you know, you're just along for the ride at that point. And I think that was some good heads up riding by Kenny, the one time we've seen it on T V of him mm. grabbing the brakes and Yeah. You know? But yep. Definitely entertaining. And uh it also brings to my thought like if Vince wasn't there, what would we be talking about all week? You <laughs>
0: <know>? <laughs> if Vince wasn't there, I don't know, man. I guess we just would, would probably be, I think a, a talking point would probably be um, how fucking good Kenny was, you know? Yeah. Because when you think about it, Kenny, Kenny, without that the, the, you know, that the fucking dive to try and pass Vince in frustration, Kenny wins this thing, you know? Um, And it would have been, that would have been the storyline that Kenny won from the back row, you know? Um, yep. I, I'm just he,
1: thankful he didn't get hurt, because when I seen him yeah. trying to get up, oh, oh. I just not again. This guy's been through a lot in his career. He finally has a good thing going. Yeah. Don't be hurt. Um. You know, I'm. Yeah. I'm rooting for him this Supercross season. I, you know, yeah. I don't think he has a chance to win the title, but uh, outside of Eli, if I could pick a guy to win it, it'd be Ken. Would be one of those top positions. So. Yeah. Um. And I was never a huge Kenny fan, but after this switch, the Suzuki, seeing the way his attitude changed, seeing the way that, I mean, he, I like seeing guys happy riding their bikes. I don't like seeing guys grumpy. Yeah. Um, the 99% of us who ride, it's, it's from a pl- place of joy. It's not from a place of hating motorcycles, hating, hating riders, hate, you know we've all been bumping and banging and had a good time, you know, as long as it doesn't yeah. get out of hand, let's go. So, um, yeah, yeah. You, you never
0: want, yeah, you never want anyone getting hurt. And and yeah, spe- especially a guy that's, you know, that's, that's been through so much. And yeah. uh like, I, I'm, I'm fucking excited to see what he can do because he's, yep. he is, he seems to have his shit together, um, better than he's had, um, well, fucking since the very first few races on a honda yep. before the big injury he's the best um you know um he's been fast at times but you can just tell he's or i can certainly tell his head
1: space is so much better yep and i think that, that, uh this past, past year in problems. sx he made uh some pretty big leaps and bounds by admitting that like when things get sketchy, <clears throat> I think about it now, and yeah. I think it took a long time for him to be able to actually say that out loud, and I think that opens up opportunities for him moving forward versus I can't imagine in the middle of a race, you start thinking, well, I remember when I about lost my arm. This is how things were. Yeah. I don't want to tell anybody about this. I'm struggling with this. You're probably going to drop back further than you would if you're just open about this you know it's uh, uh right, yeah yeah. It's, oh, yeah it's a rough i was fist Go pumping ahead.
0: when it, when he's when he said that in that press conference i was like "Fuck yeah that's what i've been waiting for like you know i've spoken about on this show before my my passion around mental health and um i i could tell man right from way before anyone was talking about it i could tell by what he was saying how he was holding himself. um the, the strange behaviours and that sort of thing, I could tell he was struck and struggling in his head, you know. Um, I might sound like a smart ass saying that, but I think when you've been through stuff, you recognise it, you know. That the day where he fucking owned it, that he he owned it publicly, that like, yeah, I, I get fucking scared sometimes at certain things because of the past injuries and stuff. That was the turning point for him, and I was fucking so happy. You know, Absolutely. Like I'm, fucking, I'm buzzing just talking about it, thinking about it again now. So, <laughs> you know, um, really, really uh, keen, you know. So for myself, with I've had an odd relationship with Kenny. I was full noise, Ken's my guy. And um, through the times where, you know, the he was, there was times where he wasn't putting in um, and, and through, through the struggles, which I'm sympathetic to, but there's times where he wasn't putting in um, full effort. And he was even saying that on, you know, he was even saying, you know, that when he would say like, Oh, this is just a hobby for me and some strange shit like that, he would say. <laughs> and for a fan like me, that was like, I was riding every fucking bump with him. I was so invested in this guy's career and I was just like, fucking pissed off. I was like, dude, you can't, know, a lot of fans were like that, you know? And in the end, I just sort of saw fuck this guy. <laughs> I sort of like he lost me, but he's winning me back. And absolutely, um, I I absolutely could think of nothing fucking cooler than him going out and fucking winning the championship on a Suzuki. That would be uh, yeah fucking it, glorious. So, as
1: big of a Tomac fan as I am, I uh, my biggest thing is uh, you know with that injury Tomac had, just a bummer, and yeah. so I want to see him come back and. Uh, fulfill what he was doing last year. But at the same time, I have this thing in me that if, if Kenny was there, yeah, There there's not much of a cooler story than that. I no. just think he needs, needs one of these. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, and
0: I love, I love, I love a story. I love a good story, you know, and that's what I love about sports. I love the great stories. And, um, you know, like uh, I I want one of the old guys to win this year. At which you know, I'm a bad Australian, I guess, because I don't fucking want Jet to fucking beat these guys. I want one of the old dogs to get it done. Where not that, not
1: yet. Where not that, yet. Jet,
0: Jet's gonna fucking rack them up at some stage. So not yet. You know, I want I want Eli, Coop, um, even like Ando, one of these guys to fucking get another one. You know, or a um. You know, just any any sort, just as uh, anything that provides a cool storyline, other than you know the you know we, we sort of think you know we're like, eh, I don't want to see Chase and Jet battle all year for for the championship. You know. Um,
1: Absolutely. I I, Jet, uh,
0: get the old dogs up there. Yeah.
1: For me, there's this concern that uh, Jet's gonna go on a long, long run. And so yeah. I'm wanting to push that off as far yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah. Just
0: fucking give, <laughs> give us a season where the old boys are fucking in there, you know, oh, that, that's what I'm hoping for, you know, and, and nothing against Jet at all. Of course, you know, I'm, no. I'm, I'm a proud Australian and, and it's fantastic. It's fucking fantastic what he's doing. But, um, but yeah, oh, first yeah. and foremost, first and foremost, even then a proud Australian, I'm a fucking moto fan. You know, so that's uh, that that comes uh, that comes first, you know, rather yep. than now uh, where someone that's out there was born. For me, anyway.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. It also, for my side, uh, McGrath was, you know, he was my guy. Yeah. And I'm hoping nobody right. takes down his records. And I do see Jet. Granted, he hasn't done anything yet to uh, prove that he'll get there, but that dude's talented. He is he is something else on a bike and, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. So if he has a long of career as an Eli or a Brayton, I see it 100% possible him catching the King. And for me personally, I, uh, I hope that record stands till the day I die. So, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Jeremy,
0: man, like it's, yeah, it, um, we all love MC man, like I, I do. He was my guy, but like also too, like you know, there there was, um, I guess oh, I couldn't watch it on TV back then, but so I was reading in magazines how he was winning everything. But I guess that um, there probably was times when you're watching it, even though you love the guy, there'd be times where you're like, eh, Jeremy's winning again, you know. <laughs> like I guess there was a bit of that.
1: Yeah, so I'm a bit jaded, and I think some of that has to do with my age. You know, I was a eight year old standing for three hours in his autograph line. Um, I, I'll never forget first Supercross race I went to. He got third place, and I cried that night because my guy didn't <laughs> win. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. So, what race was um, that? It was phoenix 90 either late 90s early 2000s i don't remember and yamaha yeah yep, yep. Yeah, yeah he was he on a yami i can't tell you i can't tell Would you right now nice. yeah i don't know probably. if it was lusk or some someone probably in yogi.
0: that yeah
1: yeah probably yogi someone around like that, that time yeah. The only person I was yeah. watching on track was McGrath and the only person that should have won was McGrath at that time in my <laughs> life. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you know, I'll never forget. We were, I stood in line for three and a half hours for his autograph. I was about 12 people away. And this was before they uh, had their system of like, okay, this is the cutoff of the line and all that. I will never forget seeing him walk back into his trailer and I'm that close and I didn't get the autograph. Oh, and okay. then, uh, a, a year later at Mammoth, I got his autograph, so it was all worth it. So <laughs> nice, nice, yeah.
0: I was saying um to uh, Darkside on the show last week that um about uh, fanboy, you know, and like I'm I'm like not a fanboy, but I think MC and RJ would be two where I would probably fanboy. I think I'd I think I'd get a little bit get get a little bit bit going like uh the old um. <laughs> Yeah. What, what is it? What, what girl at a yep. C. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what girl excited? <laughs> that, that's,
1: that's funny. You bring up RJ cause my dad, he's not a fanboy, but RJ, he would lose his mind. You know, that was his, that was his guy back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a bit too young to, uh, to be able to recognize, I mean, I recognize RJ's talent, Stanton. um, rock. I mean, these guys were amazing, but I wasn't the one reading the magazines back then. Those were before my yeah. day. Um yeah. You know, McGrath was the guy when I was coming up and then uh pretty much everything since then, I've been very involved with, but uh yeah. There there's certain guys just their their attitude they're just cool guys that you'd want to go grab a beer with and uh Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so
0: and the thing is, I reckon McGrath would be—he would—he would be the guy to have a beer with you if you know. I mean, obviously, if you if you got to know him, you're lucky enough to get to know him somehow. He would be the guy that would be cool to have a beer with, you know. Yep. So um, that's how that's how I often—that's how I usually pick. I mean, as a kid, it was just RJ because he was fucking RJ, you know. Yeah. As an as an adult, you know, I'm, all these guys are younger than me, you know, so. That fanboy sort of things, not it's just not there. But the um, I sort of look at who who would I love to have a beer with and do some bench racing with, and like, and the first answer with that would be AC, you know, and um, the second would be AP, you know, guys like that. AP, yeah, hell yeah, fucking cool. (laughs) I would love to have a beer and just to fucking chat with those guys. And those two guys are very different, but both they're interesting cats, you know. So that um, that I always like that. Um, and then also I um I look at um I love the guys that are um fucking gritty you know like like RJ Hampshire like Coop you know <laughs> these guys that are just like you know that sort of uh, the the gritty sort of guys the guys that aren't like the um super flashy talented guys that just fucking the guys that get it yeah. done you know.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the same bo- same way with the whole fan fanboy thing. Uh you know, I grew up racing Tomac. We used to have wheelie contests on our BMX bikes in the pits. Um you know, so they're just they're just another guy to me. Do yep. I love Tomac and what he's doing? Absolutely. But is he like this idol to me? No. You know. I, I grew up with the guy. I remember seeing him on sixty fives. And uh <clears throat> So nowadays, you know, it's just I appreciate what these guys can do on a motorcycle because it's absolutely insane. You know, I I raced Cole Martinez and Eli Tomac a lot growing up. We would yeah. did you ever be there a with? Um, depends how you look at it. Uh, <laughs> Is there I, one you can climb? Well, we never were in the same class because I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big dude. I was racing yeah. 450s at 13. He okay, was still yeah. on 85s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I beat him on track, but we weren't racing the same class nor the same displacement. Yeah. Um, so so I can't claim that I beat him. You can't
0: claim uh, it if you're, on a, if you're on a 450 or a 250. And he's like, the yeah. well, no. Nah, there there was...
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if it was a schoolboy class he was racing and I was on a 450, and I beat yeah. him that race, but... Uh, we weren't racing the same class, so. Yeah, yeah, It's it. yeah, yeah. um, cool,
0: though. It's, it's, it's good, you know. We're, at some stage, man, you'll have to um, write down a heap of Eagle Eye stories, and uh, and we'll get you on to,
1: to talk some more about
0: that, <laughs> eh? Hey? Yep. Well,
1: my favourite memory, though, uh, you know, I grew up household racing with my family, and uh, quite often we would set up wheelie contests in the pits, and, yep. uh, in the wintertime from him being from Colorado, he'd come down to Arizona and, uh, race down there. And, um, I just remember him pulling up on his bike and man, he was whooping most of us on those wheelie contests. <laughs> just like what the heck
0: this is on his on his BMX.
1: Yep. 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 So just, just cool, cool kid memories where it wasn't, uh, you know, he would have no idea who I am. The only reason I know who he is is because it's a kid I grew up, and now he made it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a nobody. I uh, <laughs> I'm a nobody compared to him. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool but, man. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Hey, um, we might touch on Paris a bit. So Paris is coming up. It's sort of the well. I mean, we've got Newcastle in Australia tonight. If anybody's um. You know, into that it doesn't get doesn't get the same press, but we do have some international guys there. But the next sort of, I guess, big thing that the US audience is going to get around is Paris. Um, so I heard a rumor this morning that Bam Bam might be out of Paris, which I think that's, yeah, I think it was a pretty solid rumor, which is a bit of a bugger. But, um, so 450 class for Paris, we've got Coop, which I'm really excited to see because he's had a lot more time on the Yamaha now. Um, we got we got Jet and Hunter, um, and they'll be you know facing off against Coop and Kenny. Um, and then we also got yeah Justin Hill and Starling, and then all, of course all the you know, the French German guys, all that sort of thing. So it's not a real deep field, but it's probably pretty normal for Paris, I guess. Um, but be, it's going to be cool to see, you know, like especially especially Kenny. I'm keen to see what Kenny does there. Hopefully that bruised up foot's okay. I think it I think it will be, you know. Um and um you know, and and you just you don't know what you'll get out of coop. Usually Paris has um has some pretty uh small whoops, so that gotta kind of play play in nice for Coop. He'll love that. Um so yeah, it's um it's an interesting one, you know. What are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I'm uh I'm stoked that the guys are going that are going bummer. Yeah. I haven't heard the bam thing, but I've been pretty disconnected the past few days.
0: Yeah. Could, could uh, be wrong. Could, I hope I hope that's wrong. Cause it was just a rumor, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But it also makes sense. Cause I've heard he's still on the mending wheel right now. Um, yeah. I think he rebroke his collarbone at, uh, SMX, um, so, some sort of injury, but, yeah, uh, um, I can't remember to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Because that's one of those things. I want to see JB in front of Lawrence and see how that goes.
0: <laughs> that's that, that. That's a good point. Like, you know, um, this, this is the first time where you're going to see Jet dealing with grown men, grown ass men, or a bunch of grown ass men on a small track, which is, you know, it's um, that's different, you know. Very different. Yep. I, I guess we got a we got a, a a glimpse of some to some degree. We got a glimpse of that at um, the Coliseum. and he didn't have any fucking trouble there. But you know, Paris is usually you know it'll be a bit tighter and and that sort of thing. And you know, I, even some of these fast French guys, and that if they get a good start, they they're gonna want you know <laughs> they'd love nothing more than that home crowd thing, you know. Um, Absolutely, holding, holding Jet back and that sort of thing, or battling with him for for a short time or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. You know, you know Ken, Kenny's in good form, um, so you know it's uh, it should be good fun. I always enjoy watching watching Paris. I, you know, I never you never place much weight in it. Yeah. You know, do you? It doesn't mean a, a a huge amount. It's just um, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Yeah.
1: It's one of those things. If the guy's feeling it that day, they'll push for it. But if they're not, they're not going to wreck their Supercross season over it. That's so. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Especially a guy, a, a guys like um, you know, Cooper and Kenny, they they they're old enough and well smart enough to know that if if they're not vibing with that track or whatever, half-assed put together bike they've got over there with, <laughs> yeah, you because know, they sometimes they don't get all their their full setup over there. You know. Yep. Um, and, um, which uh, Kenny with his bike traveling around with World Supercross, you never know that might, you know, that might work in his favor a little bit with some of that. But, but yeah, sometimes their bike's not completely up to scratch and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, and-
1: that'll be curious to, uh, see Jet in that circumstance because he's had his factory Honda every race he went to. Um, yeah. But there was also things I seen this past summer where, you know, he was going slow at the beginning and he figured his bike out cause it wasn't set up how he yeah. wanted. And by the end, you know, he yeah, was rolling, yeah. but, uh, no, I'm excited. I think it'll be just a little snippet of what we'll see this next year in Supercross. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you seen that in uh Char was Charlotte the first SMX round? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you seen a couple of those guys pass jet with some, uh, some big elbows that they didn't yeah, need that's to have right. yeah yeah no. yeah 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 and uh um. you know i guarantee this uh the old generation oh they realize what jet is but they're trying to hold them off for a little longer
0: like and guys so. especially like like bam um ando you know ando is gonna you know he's not, he's not gonna do jet any fucking favors at all um you know so it'll be um it'll be pretty interesting you know it's yep. pretty interesting. Yeah, in the two fifties at Paris, man, like, um, our guy, yeah, guy Mossy, Mossy's he who who won last year. He's the reigning Prince of Paris. Uh, Matt Mossy's back over there on the Bud Kawasaki. So and like it's Mossy does Mossy things, man. Like he could just fucking win it again. Um, but as far as other um notables, uh, Tom Vial is you know he's going to have imagine the crowd you know um and uh our guy joe shimoda is going to be his first crack <laughs> on the honda which is what i'm most excited uh, about because, yeah we love joe we love uh, joe so, i'm a
1: huge joe fan so. yeah so, um,
0: yeah, all about that yeah i'm a huge joe fan as well and then as far as the other u.s guys or u.s based guys uh, jace owen um He's um he's going to be there, and then another um thing that was just yeah it, it was uh, it it said um to be confirmed or whatever, but Thomas Doe on a Stark Varg in the two fifty class, which I was like, geez that's pretty weird and possibly pretty interesting or I don't know it's uh it was yeah that was just I just looked that up again today and on the entry list and then it was still just saying you yeah, know to be confirmed and that so who knows yeah, what's that'll be on. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure uh I'm not sure if I'd want to be on an electric bike versus gas powered cuz they're not going to hear me
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that's um that's a strange one so you know I I I think probably I don't know it um my heart says I don't fucking like it, um, but my head says,
1: well, it's probably interesting if they did it. Um, yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm not opposed to the electric thing. I just think they need their own class. You know, yeah. I, uh, if I still got my 450s and my 250s out there, I wouldn't mind also having a electric MX class out there as well. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of like that, you know, like – just the electric thing in general, like to to my core, it's just it's fucking not my thing, you know. I'm old school no. as fuck. I'm old school as fuck, and um, but the I do understand that there is a um a need for them in
1: some parts of the world because of noise. Yep. And yeah, I was that, talking to my um, my brother the other day about that, and I was like, as much as I don't want to own an electric bike. If I could have a track just in my uh, downtown area, and I could ride one of those, that'd be pretty badass. So
0: yeah, yeah, perfect. You know, like where I live, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we got fucking heaps of space. But you know, when you're talking about, um, you know, there was there was talk of fucking Lommel being under the pump for sound at one stage. I mean, you talk about iconic tracks of the world. You know, like I um, remember this is they must have got they must have sorted it out this was like Evans and that were. We're pushing that across socials a couple of years ago, maybe longer, about Lommel having trouble with um, noise regulations. And I mean, fuck, you know, when you think about things like that, um, it, uh, you know, there's a place for them. But yeah, but, you know, they, uh, if if it ever come to where they wanted to replace, you know, it, yeah. be like, they they can take my fucking two straight when they pry it out of my fucking cold dead ends. You know, <laughs> that's fucking, you know, that's uh that's my thoughts on that. So yeah. But um anyway, man, yeah. Fuck. So any more thoughts on Paris, man? You know, it's just there's not um not too much more to say about it. I just thought we'd touch on it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited. I uh one of my biggest things is I want to see Coop on that bike after some more time, some more testing. Yeah. I uh I was a little disheartened with what I'd seen during the SMX rounds. I uh yeah. I had high hopes of him going in there after the way he was talking and then the way it turned out. Yeah, the last race, the last moto of the last race went all right for him, but he was still a pretty far click off those top guys. Um I'd like to see something where I can go into next year, thinking he's gonna be running up there with those guys um
0: yeah, imagine if imagine if Coop wins paris on the Yamaha. yeah
1: that'd be like, uh, that changes great story a a big outlook going into next year too um, yeah, yeah. Cause coop's a gamer, you know he he does what he needs to do to get it done, and uh I would love to see a confident Coop that's able to win lining up next to Jet on the line and yelling at him, sitting next to him. I think that would be uh, oh. a, a pretty fun thing to see. <laughs>
0: oh, dude, like, oh, I'm firming up just thinking about that. That's, fucking, <laughs> that, that's you know, like, fucking Alvin. That's just fucking excellent. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know, the, we like we you know, so many times it gets thrown around greatest season ever and that. But then I mean, yeah, things play out the right way. And it could this be this is one of the, it it could be with some of the things that, that are going, you know, Kenny's form, Eli coming back, um and um, you know, and, and Jet, Chase's new ride, all those sort of things. Um and then hopefully coupe a good Coop. Fuck I yeah. mean
1: and I have uh strong hopes that uh, seeing Cirillo's arms are getting better with that procedure he got done because that dude's fast. He just don't, doesn't last. Um, yeah. If he could do 20 plus two, 20 plus one, 20 plus, 20 plus one, uh, that'd be pretty interesting as well. Uh, I
0: see having a great year. That, that would be the greatest story of all of them. If he yep. had a great year, you know, that would be just fucking amazing. I'm, I don't, I don't have confidence in that, but, um, yep. but yeah, oh, that would be the greatest thing I could fucking imagine if it did happen, you know.
1: Yep. Um, yep. Same here. It's just like this yeah. hope inside of me that, like, because uh, I know we got that stem self stuff done, and he's talked yeah. a few times that's it's supposed to get better over time. Yeah. And uh, if he could run those twenty minutes up front, it would change the outlook of the season because. That's one of the few guys that has the raw raw pace raw of speed. jet, yeah. raw speed, yeah, raw speed.
0: Um, no, no doubt with uh, AC, you know, we we've seen that in the past. So, yeah, cool man, cool. Or I might um ask you a few of me, a uh, few of me random questions. Now that we're getting towards we've been we've been yakking for a while. Um, which ones are we gonna ask? Which ones are we gonna ask you? I reckon. Um. Let's go with this one. I haven't asked for a while. So, what skill do you have that you would swap for another? So, you know, your, your skills on a on a bike or your skills that you work, any particular skills that you've got that you that you'd swap it for another skill? Like, you know, for instance, for me, I'll, I'd swap um, any of my skills to be able to fucking shred a guitar. You know, so <laughs> things like that. That's, that, that uh, for an example
1: if uh so moto related i uh i would swap my whoop skills to be able to uh jump better jumps aren't my thing but i can blitz a section of whoops pretty damn good uh, okay. real life uh stuff that's a, that's a hard one um i uh i'm a man that dabbles in a lot of stuff and master of none so um, if I'm talking practicality, I would change my, uh, my love to help people and, uh, be better off financially.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We've got that one in common. Yeah. We've got that one in common. We've spoken about that privately before. Yeah. So <laughs> yep. Both, yep. both of us, uh, working in uh construction and having, um, uh, hearts that are too big and, and, uh, and Pocket books that are too enough. empty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, big, the bigger the heart if you work in construction the smaller the fucking wall it is uh yep. yes yeah yeah i can uh i can certainly relate to that here's one i haven't asked anyone yet what's your spirit animal there's a <sighs> good one for you huh
1: shoot never have thought about this in my life Um. <laughs> uh, I'm you know I got a spirit of a lion that uh will fight for anything but I got uh a heart of a of a lap dog that just just wants to be loved so uh something <laughs> in between there <laughs>
0: something in between there right so maybe I, I guess I'd like
1: be like that uh like a big bull mastiff that can get get angry get mean to protect himself but uh will lay on somebody's lap and just want to be pet get scared when the fireworks are
0: on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it. Yeah. No, no. I can understand that. I can understand that for sure, man. For sure. Cool. All right. Um anything that you've got you had written down previously that like I've, we've missed about anything that we've talked about that you wanna you want to bring Nothing up or anything. That wouldn't anything take too all. long. Okay, <laughs> cool. Maybe we'll maybe say so if there's anything else maybe uh maybe for a um for another show man. For another shot, so guess she oh the accent Oof.
1: Oof. <laughs> I've thought about this one, having practiced once, and I don't know what I'm gonna <laughs> no. say, but uh shoot i I can see why people freeze up under this now <laughs> uh, that Joe Gallo's a pretty good con- huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is he is it wasn't too bad He's, you're not the worst but yeah that's it no one not really the best nailed. by far i'm not an no accent really guy nailed. no <laughs> one's really nailed it yeah that's the go man all right now you know what comes next so you join in on the chorus if you're if you're up for it so i handed in my bottle and he drank down my last swallow then he bummed a cigarette and asked me for a light. And the night got deathly quiet. And his face lost all expression. Said, if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. You got to know when
1: to fold them.
0: Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away.
1: No, no when, to, when to hide. I forgot <laughs> you the never, words. You never, I'm really right.
0: <laughs> fucking nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you never count your money. When you're sitting when you're at sitting the table, at the table. There'll be time enough for counting. When the deal ends done. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you froze up at the end there too. <laughs> Man, that was that was rough, but it was fucking good all the same time. You you I think they you're probably the best, you know, it's coming through my end, probably the best voice so far. Anyway, you sound like you could hold a tune. That was good.
1: Yep. Be, I, uh, the second you the said, what knows what's coming, you know what's coming? Uh, felt like I was, uh, my stomach, my uh, heart dropped into my stomach there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all right, man. Good I, job. Uh, all right. All um, right. Thanks for coming I'm a on big show, uh,
1: old-time country fan. Listen to uh, Johnny Cash and all that almost every day. So the fact that I screwed that up's pretty sad.
0: Uh, that's all right, man. <laughs> that's all right. Do you want to do-over? We can do a do-over if you want. I,
1: I don't know if I got the life of my phone. Because, uh, so this headset plugs into my charging port. I was at uh, 65% when we started. I'm at 2% now. So. Uh,
0: don't stress, man. Don't stress. We'll uh, we'll get a uh, we'll get a good duet down next time.
1: Absolutely. Right, thanks
0: everyone for listening.
1: Thanks, thanks for having you, me, man. Steve. Appreciate you.
0: No worries. Cheers.